You're listening to Visions of Education, a podcast where we take a look at big ideas in education from different perspectives. Hi, I'm Michael Milton, a high school teacher from Massachusetts. And I'm Dan Kretka, an education professor in Texas. We're here to help bridge the gap between educators in the K-12 and those professors in higher ed. We hope this podcast will help bring those fuzzy ideas in education into focus. So today's a bit of a special day because I get to interview my co-host, Dan Krutka. I'd say that's a very, very special day for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, you're going to be talking, your big idea in education it has to do with social media in the classroom, right? That's right. Um, yeah, something I've been exploring for, for a few years now. Excellent. And we're going to get all to that. But before we dive in... Tell us a little more about yourself. Let's get to know Dan. Well, I am um, currently an assistant professor of curriculum and instruction at Texas Women's University. Um, we're in Denton, Texas, and so I've been here for a few years. Uh, but I was a, a classroom teacher before I started working in, in teacher preparation. So, um, uh, you know, my my job every day is I get to I get to work with teachers, help them improve and, and get better, and, and kind of start to see themselves as as teachers in the field. But today we actually had a eighty middle schoolers up on campus, and oh I had goodness. to I know show them show them what what college life was like. So, um, which fun. some yeah some of them ran away. So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by running away in our modern society, it means they were at Starbucks and we couldn't find them. So, so corporatist. <laughs> yeah. I was kind of like, I bet I know where they are. And uh, yeah, they were all getting smoothies and I don't know. Oh, fuck. Frappuccinos. I don't know what they were getting. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I've been in education, you know, for, for um, you know, my entire professional career. I went to the, when I went to the University of Oklahoma, um, I was not sure what I was going to major in, but I kind of quickly realized I liked history. I really liked some of my history classes. And, you know, I always liked working with people, solving yeah. problems, collaborative, trying to make a difference, trying to work with people to make a difference about things. And and social studies education seemed like a natural place to do that. And um, and so, uh, you know, I taught for six years. Um, and, and during the same time, I was getting a degree. And so that's how I ended up at the college level. I figured I should use the degrees I got. Um, but... Uh, wait, I, wait. So you... You kind of just glossed over a lot right there. Yeah. You were teaching and then you got degrees. Yeah. And then you kind of got into the college level. I feel like there's some missing stuff. Yeah. So so I, when I was teaching, I taught for six years in, in kind of the Oklahoma City area. Um, you know, one of my favorite I things. I drove by I, there one time. Did you? you yeah, actually, stopped. I've been to Oklahoma City. What? The, did you, the last did you stop steak somewhere? of my life. I had a steak. Okay. It was amazing, and I've never had a steak since because why would I bother? I don't know. Are you? I guess I'm guessing you don't. That's not part of your regular diet, huh? Uh no. I loved steak up to that point, but I had the best steak of my life, and so I was like, "Eh, I'm done." That, that was it. That was it. You know, you should you should give it another try. Maybe you'll have another great steak. Maybe it's just going to be all great steaks from here forward. I've already peaked. <laughs> that's true. Do you know where you had it? Um, it's a place that George W. Bush went to one time. Yeah, Cattleman's Steakhouse. That was it. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's an old famous one. So, um, yeah, Sorry and so we got way off topic. You know, no, and so I 
was always, it's okay. I was always um, trying to get my students to do kind of collaborative things that they could make a difference. And I, I, I remember even just during um, uh, a local election when there was a bunch of important initiatives on the ballot, I had even had my students using, this is like 2008 or nine, trying to use social media as a way to reach out to the community and and inform them about like what was happening in the election. And so I've always been interested in the ways we could do those things. But when I, when I moved from, um, from teaching high school to higher ed, which I was at Wichita state, I really started in, in, investigate social media spaces partially because I wanted to stay really connected to classroom teachers. So I was curious what was happening. And to my surprise, when I jumped on Twitter and other spaces, I was blown away by how many people were there doing really cool stuff, including Michael Milton. That's me. At 42 Think Deep. You know, when I first jumped on Twitter to see who was using it for in social studies, I met a lot of you guys. And that's probably 2011 or 12. Oh, yeah. Um, And and so, you know, I've, I've you know, kept a lot of those relationships and, and continued to try to understand how and why educators are using social media and what's the potential for it in education. And so it all kind of started with, uh, with, with just some of those early questions and, and, and trying looking for to connect with people myself. Okay. So yeah, it definitely seems like this is kind of what your background is. Like you, again, with the election thing, I thought that was pretty neat. Um, so you want to talk more about like your big idea and how teachers are actually using social media. Yeah, so I've been um, trying to investigate with some, you know, numerous colleagues. Um, kind of just first and foremost, like when I when I started, there wasn't a lot of research on how social media was being used in education. And of course, you know, just like everything else, social media has had a huge influence on our lives, the way we communicate with each other, the way we interact, and who we interact with. Mm-hmm. And so I knew there was going to be something happening in education. So the really the first big study I did was with. Um, uh, my friend Jeff Carpenter, who's at Elon University, and we basically did a big survey kind of to ask teachers, you know, how and why are you using social media? And um, p- particularly, we started with Twitter. Um, for people that haven't used Twitter a lot, um, the thing that's neat about Twitter is that um, it's really easy to connect with people with similar interests. And how meet- easy is that to connect? And it's incredibly easy to connect with people. So, I mean, like, you know, we met right off the bat because you were using the SS chat hashtag. Oh, right. And, and hashtags are a way that people connect. So SS chat is a hashtag social studies teachers use. And if you follow that, you'll see other social studies teachers sharing resources, videos, other things yeah. like that. It's not like Facebook. On Facebook, you pretty much are friends with your, like, real-life friends, right? Um, and if somebody, like, asked to be your friend and you've never met them i don't know generally i say no yeah around Seems, high school reunion time it gets really weird yeah but at least you know those people yeah you that's know, a good but point, you can but... Re- you can reject them but um <laughs> on twitter you become you follow people who you often don't meet in real life but it actually in many cases has led to us meeting in real life you know we wrote a paper together and we did and, and have tweeted a bunch um and you know, communicated, had a million video conferences, and met each other in real life at conferences where we put stuff together. And that's kind of Twitter was a gateway to all of that. It, it's I always tell people that yeah, it's just kind of weird because we wrote a paper, we got ready to present at NCSS, and the first time we met was as we were presenting. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And that I, I have a lot of, of people that I've met like that. So when we started to investigate it, what we started to notice is that people, so the survey data that we, we did a big survey, 755 educators oh, wow. um, took our survey, yeah, which was a nice, nice sample size. And we found a few things. First, people use it pretty intensely. Like most people who use Twitter use it multiple times per day. So you kind of have like people who are all in or people who are, you know, just not using it. Um, there are certainly people who use it less than, than multiple times per day, but you have pretty intense use. Um, you also have a lot of use by, by middle career, middle-aged educators. You know, mm. a lot of people I think would think like Twitter is being used by these young people right out of college who are just starting. But I think a lot of those people, um, are probably just trying to feel their way into the field and learn their subject. And, and so it's really a lot of middle career people. So it kind of dispels some of those myths about digital natives and digital immigrants, right? Young right. people know how intuitively know how to use all technologies, which, um, if you've ever tried to ta- teach, you know, young people to use Twitter for any kind of professional purposes or, or for any projects, you'll find quickly a lot of them have no clue how to use Twitter. Um, I wonder if it has to do with it, like people wanting to reach out for like, you know, just to like meet people and talk to people, like talk their ideas, maybe because they don't feel like that's always something they get. Yeah, I think it's just connecting with excited, energetic people. You know, when you get on Twitter, people aren't on there who are complaining a lot about teaching. Those people don't like spend their time on Twitter learning from others, you know. Right, right. Um, so it's so it's a very it's like you've kind of weeded out any of those negative voices and it's a very positive space. And so uh, some of the other things we found were that, you know, um, we searched in spaces where teachers were using it for professional development. So we weren't surprised to find that a lot of teachers were using it for the, for to, to kind of share resources, to, you know, acquire resources, to just kind of collaborate or network with other people, to participate in moderated Twitter chats. Um, all of those things we kind of expected. We also found teachers using it um, for communication, to get the word out about things, to to share information about conferences or to share information with their communities. Um, but the one that, you know, the thing we saw less of, uh, there was certainly PD was the most common use, but one thing we, that we saw less of was using it with students. Um, okay. And I think that a lot of schools, partially part of the reason is a lot of schools don't support that yet. Right, uh, right, yeah. They have filters and other things like that. But, you know, we just kind of thought, like, if teachers are using this and it's working for them, wouldn't students who are using social media at pretty high rates ben- potentially benefit from finding positive ways to use social media themselves? Um, and, uh, you know, so, so that it was really interesting to see the different reasons and ways people were using it. Um, one, one interesting finding we had was that uh, it reduced, a lot of teachers said that, that using Twitter reduced the isolation they felt. They felt very isolated in right. their jobs. Either in they were the only one teaching their subject, or just people didn't think like them, and they went online in these spaces and they found people who were invigorated their kind of practice. And people constantly said, "Like this is my best professional development. I'm I'm so excited. I have all these great people I learned from. Very positive way of talking about it." So it's like the B people from um, what was that video from Blind Melon? Remember mm-hmm. the little girl? She just wants to be a B. Yeah, and then yeah. she meets the the colony. I remember when when I was first getting into Twitter, like I was teaching in a room with no windows and it was just me yeah. uh, and it was a really dark place. And I was there all the time because yeah. um, I was always grading or I was always planning something uh, and it was kind of like an outlet. Like I, I felt that I could reach out and, and, and talk to people whenever right. I because, you know, my, my neighbor's not always there, mm-hmm. um, but on Twitter, people always were. 
And that was just yeah. kind of a neat experience. I, I had the same experience and I wish I, I'd been on, um, you know, some social media networks, Twitter or whatever when I was teaching because, yeah, you just – it's I had great colleagues when I was teaching. We were really close. But, you know, there's a lot of times that you can feel very isolated in your room and I also had no windows, which is a, a problem, <laughs> you know. I used to put – I used to send uh, – we, we could put in work requests to our um, tech people at our work. window? Yeah, I used to always request for uh, windows and so – I, the one the one time that it was helpful was during snowstorms because everyone used to say that you know students were always looking outside and I was like there's no light in my room. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so yeah, and so I think there are a lot of potential benefits for social media for for educators to use and, and those some of those benefits can can extend to students too and you know teachers can can amplify the voices of students and. And show them, you know, work with them to show them good ways to to use social media. And I, I've, I have studied like how people use PLNs in general and Edmodo and other things too. But um, it's fascinating. It's a fascinating kind of kind of line of inquiry. So let's talk more about um, teachers who are actually using it with their students or have used it with their mm-hmm. students. Because I feel like that's kind of a big area that you know you said that there's a big deficit of people doing that. How are yeah. people doing it well? Um. I think the people who are doing it well are just thinking through the appropriate ways to do it. You know, I've seen some people who kind of mindlessly are like, social media is the new thing. We should use it. But they're not really thinking about the pedagogical reasons. Like, why would I use it? Like, what does it do? So I think people who are mindful about using social media with students, first and foremost, um, have a purpose for doing so. And they and they think about what are the affordances of social media? Well, it allows us to connect with people who aren't in our classroom. It allows us to, to have conversations you know, asynchronously. We don't have to all be there at the same time to kind of uh-huh. have a discussion. Students so using could, a hashtag, you, that way you can categorize Yeah, using you. a class hashtag, for example. So a, teacher, a student could put a comment on when they're studying at midnight and the teacher could respond when they're up at 7 a.m. And so those questions that maybe never would have got to the teacher, now you can have this dialogue. For example, if you have a class hashtag or, or you're using a, a you know, Facebook group or something that yeah. would be appropriate. Um, but I'll, I'll say this. I think the first thing is that students shouldn't pass through school without having opportunities to learn how to use social media positively uh-huh. and to critically understand social media uses. And by the way, I mean, you should teachers should start by just taking students' uses of social media seriously, not assuming that they, they are using it poorly. Um, and I'm not saying every teacher needs needs to be using social media in other classes. I'm just saying a student shouldn't pass through school without that being something that they analyze because it's part of our lives now. Yeah. You know? um, and so I just don't think we can overlook it. But like we said earlier, I think teachers need support, you know, within their schools to be able to do that well and need support from administrators. Um, but so beyond just using it for their own PD or communication, using it in class activities, I think there's a lot of possibilities. Um, and so let's talk about those possibilities. Yeah, I mean, so even I've, sometimes people will say, "Well, I teach second grade; we can't use Twitter in our class." And and we'll, there's always a way. There's always an appropriate way. So what I would say is, well, if you had a class account, um, you know, then you could actually control the way it's used within, you know, with your students. Uh, there's a great article that a teacher wrote where they talked about having a class account and how excited the students were to share their what they were learning oh. on on Twitter. And the parents knew, and they wouldn't. The students wouldn't share their identity or anything like that. They'd actually, I think, used initials, yeah. um, and they would share it. And so it was actually a, a practice where they would, uh, 
learned they were learning to write and they would have the tweet up and they would try to write it and then the students would all talk together while whether they got the grammar right or if it was worded well and so it was like a practice in it was oh wow it, yeah you have that audience that are you know engaging with it ideally yeah and the and a lot of the parents said it provided this neat window into their students days that they wouldn't have seen otherwise so i've seen a lot of teachers use professional accounts that they have with the class and even in high school even if your school says hey we're not we don't want you using a twitter account there's too many things that could come across you could still you know um pull like posts say you're a government teacher you could pull posts from political candidates oh from right it's politi- election from- season it seems kind yeah. of perfect they're all on twitter yeah pull observers you know p- political analysts pull a bunch of quotes and do a little storify storify is a program you can use um to to pull in you know different social media content you could pull up 15 tweets and you could have your students analyze those just like they analyze primary documents and think oh, yeah. about how re- how relevant that is for their lives to be able to analyze critically how you know the the um the the truth or the 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 accuracy of the claims like candidates are making or politicians are making or just observers are making because you know we've all seen people pass on facebook posts that don't have any references or don't have any validity oh, right right and we don't want our students to be doing that. So. <laughs> Ideally, yeah. Please go check Snopes. That's not true at all. <laughs> so I think, and just also having students reflect on their uses is another good thing they can do. You know, so like maybe some digital citizenship, how we uh, how we use it, what we use mm-hmm. it for, when we use it. I feel like I feel like sometimes, and this is something kind of annoys me about my friends, but as well as younger people mm-hmm. um, and older people too. Like we seem to be slaves to our phones. Sure. Uh, so. So maybe having students as an assignment reflect on their phone use and say, you know, I'm going to not use my phone for three days, you know, um, or only in emergency situations and have them reflect about how does that change their life. And I'm not saying you get rid of phones, but I'm saying every once in a while it's probably good to take a step back. Yeah. And kind of be mindful. Yeah. I mean, are are, are we using our phones or are our phones using us? You know, Mm. that old kind of way to think about it. And, And so I think having students, you know, be mindful about their uses, like, you know, think about their attention. Do I am I able to use use the thing the so use social media, use the text messaging, use um, all the different things I'm technologies I'm using in my daily life in ways that make me happy and ways that are productive. Uh-huh. But then you know, within our classes, you know, if we're a social studies educator, you know, why aren't we tweeting city council members? You know, why aren't we um, you know tweeting for causes that we think need to be addressed and using those as ways to amplify. Uh, our civic action and to to make those things public and speak in a public voice. So I think there's just a lot of possibilities and educators have to explore those and there's going to be trial and error involved. But um, there's a lot of good stuff people have already done online and and, uh, we can definitely share some of those articles when we put those up on the site, some resources people can refer to. We totally can. All right. Well, Dan, hey, (laughs) what a time we just had. Yeah, what it that was a special day. That was a special time. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> so, if you're listening, uh, we hope to, you know, do more of these and talk with more people and and see where the conversation goes. Um because who knows. Yeah, please tweet at us. Um you know, your comments, questions, suggestions. I'm uh, at Dan Kretka, just like my name, D A N K R U T K A. And I'm at 42 Think Deep which is a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy reference. You know, I got I, right when I saw your account, I knew that that's what that reference was, and that I was, thought that was pretty cool. And now we're fast friends. Yep, there we go. Okay. 
So we are Visions of Education, and we'll talk to you soon.